0: Look, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Content is king. So if you have some content you need created, hit up IOPVideo.com. Video production, podcasting, you name it, we can do it. IOPVideo.com. We make things look pretty. Welcome to the Vice Party! Woo! All right, are y'all excited? Cause I'm excited. We've been looking forward to this one for a long time. We got a biggie. This is a very important episode. One is very near and dear to all of our hearts. We're talking about the toxicity of feminism and the left's attack on masculinity. This is why we got to abolish this travesty.
1: Uh, I, I don't. I don't think that was the topic, Phil. I think that's a that's a later topic. Uh, What's the topic?
2: Oh Jesus, you fucking
0: masculinity. Oh. Oh, I thought we were doing a nonfiction episode today. Okay, my bad.
3: Oh. All right. Uh, so,
2: your, ladies and gentlemen, here's your example of today's topic. <laughs> okay, so I let's devil's advocate, yeah, but yeah. I don't actually believe those things.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: Phil, come on, man.
3: So, okay, let's let's start with some je- definitions, <laughs> just uh, like usual. Um, hey, hold on, hold on, just, yeah, yeah. just Phil. Just uh, said he wants to. He want
2: uh, before uh, for the listeners. Phil just said every time Gaspar is leading the show with a topic, he wants to make sure he doesn't take us far away from the topic. And he just started off the
3: way. He literally did it one eighty.
2: He, li- he literally <laughs> did it and now we're not gonna hear from him for the rest of the show because he's probably eating something. Yeah, he has to be.
0: To be fair, in the pre-show discussion, Gaspar was like, no, that's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> that's yeah. true. All right, yeah,
3: uh, Carry on. Okay. <laughs> so uh yeah, let's start with some definitions. We can't talk about uh it's hard to talk about toxic masculinity. Oh, okay.
2: For real, for real, for real, tell people what we're
3: talking about. We're talking about toxic masculinity. We're gonna we're gonna pretty much uh define it. Uh we're gonna say um, uh the harms. Um where it might come from, and hopefully we can get to how we can start with solutions. And um, first of all, it is real.
2: Like, let's just cut the shit. It is real. There's yeah. a lot of people that debate that it isn't.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I mean is it though? It well, is. we'll get to
1: that. We'll get to that. Let's not. Let's not get. I, I think. I, get I think it would would be healthy. I mean, sorry. I let's, think it would be good if we could also define what healthy masculine traits okay. are.
3: Okay. Sure. First of all, let's start with. Uh, Let's define sexism. Later Um, on. Yeah, yeah. uh, Anybody want to take a stab at defining sexism?
1: I will. I'll take a stab at it, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. But sexism is defining a a person or putting someone in a box or a group of people in a box based on uh, their sex, their biological sex. Basically saying that men uh, can only... You do this because they are men and women can only wear this because they are women. And those are the rules. And that's just how it is. Um, and there's, yeah, yeah, that's, that, that's, that's, uh,
3: sexism. Yep. 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 Uh, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I do want to use that pyramid again, just like we did with, um, racism where, cause, uh, in general, uh, in a lot of ways, uh, women get the short end of the stick, and not and not every way, right? We'll explore that. But um, if we talk about, for example, wage, if we were to do that pyramid again, where we have uh, we divide people into three categories: people who make less than fifty thousand, people. Actually, no, we don't have to do that. We know that women make less than men. I think uh, white women, it's something like. Know?
0: I mean, I don't think they do. I think that's people misinterpreting fast
3: statistics. Yeah, yeah. Um, whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa. Uh, uh, uh. Because you're you're saying it because men, men work more hours, right?
0: Yeah, because that's my whole thing is like, if you if you have two candidates, a man and a woman, both with the same experience in the same position in the same company, the man's not going to be making more and the woman's not making less because she's a woman. Like when they that study came out and everybody just was sharing the shit out of it without actually reading it. Like they found that men are working more hours, men are working more overtime, men are working in higher paying fields, and that's why they're making more. They're not making more because they're dudes, they're making more because they're working more.
3: Well, let's not gloss over the fact that they are in higher paying fields. Um, this one is a fact. This one, you know, they make something, I think, like around 70 cents for every dollar that a, that a man makes. And that, those are white women, right? Um,
1: the other thing is that Wait, wait, let me ask, yeah. let me ask, let me ask something. Can we prove? that there are no cases where men and women work the same job and get paid differently. So anywhere, like, is that like a a statistical fact that we can prove and say, no, 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 no. Right. In every single case, this woman that works this particular job at at this particular desk makes the same as a man in the same marketing or accountant position, no questions asked. Because I think, I think I mentioned before that common office culture in in some in some areas, uh, I've, I've read up on this sort of thing where the practice is you're not supposed to discuss how much you make with your coworkers. It used to be the thing, which, and that was which, so that they which, could like yeah. lowball folks. Nobody. But can we that. prove that though? That's my question. Can we prove that that assertion is entirely false everywhere? Because so, to me, it depends right. on the boss in charge, right? Like what he what he or she feels. So okay. I mean, go ahead. I was
3: going
0: to say in, in those situations, I think it's no different than like what you were saying, how like co-workers aren't supposed to talk about wages because then the boss can pay one person less than another. That's true if people are, are all male or all female or a mix of male and female. I don't think that has anything to do with someone's gender, though. Um,
1: Some men may feel that a woman in the same position should make a little less, and they may act on that feeling, though. There's no guarantee. Like I said, it depend, to me, it would depend on the personality of the and the values of the the boss that's like over people you know what i mean like it it may not be the same in every company but who's to say that it never happens you know it's like saying well racism no longer exists well it's like not everyone's racist but there are plenty of racists just like not everyone's sexist but there's plenty of sexists and they're at all levels of society right like you know you know another thing too to to take in the um,
2: consideration is w- women also never really give you a straight answer when you ask them things. Um, it's like, oh, how much do you make? What's your number? I'm like, oh, $13 an hour. Uh, my number is blah, blah, blah. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I am like so, so many calls. <laughs> like, who's guys. Fighting, who's, my thing is, who's fighting this shit out? That's all. It's like, is it one girl complaining because one guy is getting make, paid more and they start at the same time? Or is, is, are they really finding out like, who's taking these polls? That's, I'm not saying I don't believe it, but it's like, who's taking all these fucking polls? Because, I mean, I just
0: I can't imagine a situation where an employer is like, well, minimum wage is 15, but you're a woman.
1: So we're going to give you 14.
3: Oh, yeah, that's definitely
1: not the situation yeah, we're no, talking about. That's uh, illegal. Yeah. It's more like a, a difference of like hundreds of dollars versus one or two. Right. Um. What I. I. Yeah like i mean you know, I we're just, talking about a case where yeah no i get what you're
0: saying i just my 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 thoughts on that is i feel like for as many uh examples as you can find where that's happening to a female you can also find the same ex- many examples as that happening to a male where you have two males with the same experience in the same position and one's making more than the other because the boss is trying to lowball somebody so i just feel like right.
1: gender but- is a factor Right, no, and I and I said that earlier, I was like, it really depends on the person who is in charge. Some people may just like to lowball, some people may have sexist attitudes. But just because not every boss has a sexist attitude, like it's one of those things where it's like everyone has a different everyone that does something shady has a different motivation for the shadiness. Some people mm-hmm. are gonna be sexist when they do it, some people just wanna generally lowball everyone equally. It just depends on the person. And that—that that I think the trouble here is we can't really prove the human heart per human being because right. we can't read minds, right? Especially for a We can't prove that – yeah. You know, yeah. it's hard. It's a hard thing to do. It's like are you lowballing me because you're a racist or are you lowballing me because you're an asshole and that's just how you are? I can't tell. All I know is you're lowballing me, right? Like,
3: <laughs> you actually
1: can so, tell. Um, so there are, are ways wagers- – and if
2: you're a black woman working for a racist, sexist motherfucker, yeah, yeah, a, yeah. Anyway, sorry, it's just, I'm just thinking about all that because it, it, there's a lot of stories you read about. You know,
3: there's a uh, there's a lady I forget her name. She she's part of the uh, people who created Black Lives Matter. I think uh, she has this uh, word intersectionality where she kind of talks about how. Um, you know, there's more than one thing that can affect you. If, if you're a black woman, you're getting discriminated because you're a woman and because you're black. So you have it worse than black men and white women. Um, wages, there, there's certain places where wages, I think, are are, are accessible. Um, OK, the beauty about oppression is that the oppressed are always uh, isolated, right? Right. Um, for example, because we're in agreement that oppression is beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the for example, <laughs> you have the Black Lives Matter movement and you have mm-hmm. uh, the 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 what do you call it, the Dreamers.
1: Yeah, these are
3: two separate movements. But when you look at the the specifics or they they really similar situations. Now, why are these two movements separate? You know, they shouldn't be. If these two movements united, they'd be way more powerful but they're separate and and pretty much any single situation where you have a group of oppressed people this group is in fact usually that group is not even a group usually it's, you're isolated if if you're at a job and you're making less you're not talking to a bunch let's say you're, you're a middle eastern woman you're not talking to a bunch of other middle eastern women women who are in the same situation um, so but people have done this before now us four we are not scientists right we do not we we do not have the time we uh either have families can i uh, can i ask so, you real quick are we yeah going? Hold on let me, let me just okay. so okay. some of us have a uh, families some of us have jobs whatever when we come home we don't want to do this stuff we don't want to pour uh, over a bunch of data to analyze it luckily other people have done it um but it's really hard to to for thro- uh, any of us for to have that information on hand anyway what were you gonna say jd no, no, no. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm glad you answer, you answered my question. I was. Okay. Just I
2: thought you were yeah. kind of off topic of of uh, masculinity. But.
3: No. So, so I do want to say that uh, it we could spend two hours talking about whether or not sexism exists. It's, uh, in fact, that's one of the things you see on uh, on mainstream media, you know, politics and whatever, where it's like, you have an issue, and for some reason, one group is denying it. And we cannot move forward so long as an issue is denied. We have to start from the point where this is real. If we start from a point where it's like we question whether it exists or not, we're not going to get anywhere, right? And there's many other things where that happens. Um, for example, global warming. In mainstream American media, it's, is it real or not? It shouldn't be whether it's real or not, even though it's, the science says it's real. Uh, Trickle-down economics. Um, economists say it doesn't work but you keep seeing it in legislation. The pandemic, when the pandemic first started, it was a question of whether or not it was real, even though the whole world was going through it. Flat Earth, uh, same thing. Vaccination, same thing. Racism, and, and you know, so on and so Human forth. Human trafficking. Yeah. Uh, well, is anybody actually denying that? Well, people deny involvement. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the form of it. I'm just throwing stuff out there. Yeah. There. So, so I, I actually would recommend that moving forward, uh, well no i guess never mind anyways um you fucking rules man this guy's serious <laughs> <laughs> okay so moving on uh can we define feminism
0: uh well so here's what i'm going to say anyone who knows me knows uh, i'm not a feminist and i don't support feminism because i believe men and women are equal and men and women should be treated equal um so that's why I can't get behind feminism because feminism isn't about equality. It's about superiority. Mm-hmm. Feminists want to be superior to men. And I just I can't get behind that. Can
3: you I can't. Can, can you talk more about the superiority thing? So so we were talking about the wages. Right. Yeah.
0: So when that study came out, notice feminists weren't demanding to work as many hours as men. They just wanted to get paid the same as a man. They didn't want to work more hours. They just wanted to get paid the same. So they wanted to get paid more for working less. That's that's not equality. That's superiority, right
1: there. I I think that's an assumption. I I I don't think. Are, are you sure they're saying that they want to no, get paid? That's not the case. <laughs> Whatever, are people for less time? Because that doesn't seem that didn't seem to be the message to me. I thought they were saying no. We should be getting paid. Uh, uh the same amount of money for the same hours i thought that was the message i mean i don't yeah, know how i misinterpreted but they already are getting paid the, the same
0: amount for the same we're getting paid for the, the the same per hourly they just they're not working as many hours
1: that blame, but they don't that blame i don't think that. that the feminists believe in in I, I i don't think that the the feminists that are pushing for equal pay uh either know or believe that the women in these fields are simply working less hours, though. You know what I mean? I think you're. I, I think there's a, an assumption made on my part, an assumption made on your part, and my assumption is that they, they totally do believe that they are getting shafted because they think they're doing equal work, and you believe that they know they're not doing equal work, but they are demanding more money for less work. Let's, let's
3: move on. Let's move on. I think. Uh, but the uh,
1: only way the no. only way to make this the only way to. Truly resolve this though is to call up a feminist and ask them like, "Yo, do you want do you want more money for less work? I mean, but what person wouldn't want more money for less work? Yeah. But I mean, is that what you mean when you share this I mean, thing? It's, it's, and I, I, bet didn't no. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you they tell us no. I bet you tell us it's not what they mean. <laughs>
0: you, know what is that, uh, you, you probably remember this when we were in high school in like gym class. Like the boys had to jump hurdles, but the girls got to jump over boxes, right? So obviously, there's no equality there but they're still getting the same credit as boys. And I feel like that's like a small example of the larger problem here because with feminists, they're not cle- they're not demanding to jump the same hurdles that men are jumping. They just want the same
2: rewards. They don't want to work the but 60 but hours. Anatomy, anatomy and six-figure paycheck. Anatomy and human rights are two different things, bro. Like I agree with what feminism is. I don't agree with what some people who call themselves feminists do, but the idea of feminism, I do
1: agree. Because there is a big gap. Let's you know, define
3: feminism. We still have to define it. That, well,
1: that's, okay. I, yeah. I I, I, do, I I, will just I, say I mean, this much. I, I don't think, I honestly think if you talk to these women, they're not going to say, um, which is one reason why I really wanted to get one, like on our show. I don't think any of them are going to sit there and say, we want the same amount of money for less time. I think they would agree with you, Phil, and say, you know what? It wouldn't be fair if we worked less hours. I don't think, Any of them. I don't think we can get a single one on our show to say that they want to work less hours and get paid the same as a man regardless of how many hours they work. I honestly don't think you can get a single one. I've never I've never met a woman that said something like that to me. (laughs) But they are out there. They are out there. That's the point of saying so I'm I'm always
0: sharing like memes and stuff in the group. So you guys already kinda like see when I find examples of like extreme feminism that is super toxic. But I feel like on paper, feminism is about equality, which is what I'm fully behind. I totally think men and women should be treated equal in all aspects of life. But I feel like in practice, that's not what happened. You know, I I ran a photo lab in Berkeley for five years. And Berkeley is like as far left as you can get. And I everything I saw out there was just women who wanted to be treated superior to men. They didn't. It, it wasn't about equality at all. That's just my firsthand experience dealing with feminists. In a super left wing environment, it wasn't about equality, it was about superiority
3: uh what what's I, another example where where women were wanted superiority can I, can I, can can I, say, can
2: I say something real quick hold on. I, I just i think the, those that he's talking about are a perfect example of toxic femini- f- feminism toxic feminists like because I do have friends who, who consider themselves feminists, and it's it's they're not asking for more they're just asking for basic stuff that we as guys just take for granted when you really talk to them. You know what I'm saying?
3: Can you think of anything like that? Oh, uh, we take well, for granted well one of them is
2: is for example, you know, the little liberties that I mean, which is I get I, I, I don't know if I'll see it in my lifetime, but the little liberties of just walking down the street unbothered. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's one example. Yeah. That's one big one for a lot of them yeah. to think, you know, I think Chappelle said it in one of his latest specials, Best, when he was like uh, after doing a show, someone gave him like one hundred and fifty thousand or or twelve or fifteen thousand, and then he grabbed it and he realized he had a bag full of fifteen thousand dollars, and he walked to his apartment and he was nervous, you know, like, super scared of holding this thing that everyone wanted, and <laughs> hiding it, and and then to, to think that's how women feel all the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean that's just one example,
1: you know. So here's another example.
3: And, uh, I've and, never and, been. Go ahead.
1: I'll even throw out, you know, as a, as a filmmaker, I I, I I notice how uh, Hollywood traditionally moves. How many times have we seen older actors, right? Like, like someone like Sean Connery, who started acting when he was like, what, his 20s, right? Continue to act into his old age, graying hair. As a matter of fact, he was still getting scripts, even though he was like, yo, I'm about to retire. He's still sending scripts. For women, though, they have, they age out. Yeah.
3: Mid-30s, you
1: you mid-30s. have to be somebody that is just marketed to a certain kind of crowd in order to continue working as a, as a woman in the film industry. Somebody not like Meryl Streep, yeah. you know He's what I mean? Like Meryl Streep has like this huge brand name to her, but there are so many actresses that don't get work later on. And I, I, I and maybe because sadly, I'm just going to say it. Some of them I think were only actresses just because of their looks. You know what I mean? And some of them are really, really good. But even though they're really, really dope, they don't continue to get those roles because they're seen as, oh, you're too old to be in this thing. You're too old to be in the – you know what I mean? And that that to me uh, is also kind of a, a form of sexism because it's like if Sean Connery can get himself a role, uh, a leading male male role or a mentorship role – And be fat and and have gray hair at 50 you know what i mean then so should um i don't know i I can't can't name an actress right now but i'm pretty sure a million is well it's like for women
2: for women like you said for actresses it's like you know you do as many of those movies while you're hot and then as you get older like hopefully they squeeze you into the view you
3: know like those are your options yeah, well, most of them drop out. the The girl from uh, from Kick Ass, uh, she she she's not doing anything. The um, the girl from uh, damn, I don't know their names. A per- perfect uh,
2: example of this, bro. Look, look uh, like I just thought of like, you guys have, have you guys watched Cobra Kai? It Just came out on Netflix. Yeah, it was on. I like, know, I, I, okay, I will say. Just, let me just say bro. this real quick. Let me just say this okay. real quick. Uh, Cobra Kai just came out um, <clears throat> on Netflix. It's been on YouTube, but um. <laughs> the, the, the 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 there's like a, uh, a callback to all these actors who were on there There's like a bunch of the Cobra Kai guys, which hopefully nobody it gets spoiled for anybody. But a lot of the orig- but none of the women are coming back.
1: It's yeah. like, it's just, you're, you're, like you're, when you when you say it, you're referring to Karate Kid, of course, for the listeners at home. Yeah, Karate Kid. Like, yeah, right. right yeah, they're, they're calling calling stuff back for Karate Kid. Yeah, yes. I I love that show, but well, you know, I have noticed
2: in, like none of the women. Are making appearances who were on that show? Like who? Who were the actresses? Uh, I don't know. Doesn't matter. They were just loving. And interests. Elizabeth Shue,
3: she she had quite a, a significant career, and <laughs> you know, and she was a good actress too. I hope mean, she's still alive.
1: Yeah, yeah. She,
3: that, that's a love interest from the first. And that's, one. and I mean, this
1: actually, is just in film. Even,
2: you know what I'm saying? Like we're just yeah. doing it. Yeah. What were we gonna
1: say? You this? could even bring in the the girl that was uh uh Dan Daniel's son's replacement in the fourth one. Remember was, they did yeah, a fourth I mean, one where like one. Miyagi train she's her.
2: She's like a big deal now. She's bigger than fucking <laughs> she's bigger
1: Oh yeah, yeah, Ralph that's Machio. right. That's right. So they probably can't afford her. <laughs> no, fuck no. Hell no. With Ralph Macho, like yeah, okay. Yeah, no, yeah, million dollar <laughs> baby and all that. Yeah. Exactly. Ellen,
3: Ellen Page is another one that disappeared, right? Yeah, after yeah, she,
0: she was back. good. She was she was an inception. What 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 did she do after inception? Uh after inception 'Cause she cause she did uh she was in Juno and she was in the third X-Men movie she was in Inception. Those are the only ones of hers I've seen. Is done it.
1: Wasn't she also in like that movie called Hard Candy Phil? You you told me that? Hard candy
2: that was great I haven't seen that. Uh, it's, it's, it's about this, this underage girl who orders pedophiles to hook up and uh, then Oh, shit and that's ellen page
1: yeah. yeah she was a good actress man yeah I, she know, was yeah. and and, she and plays, but yeah now now uh earlier we mentioned the girl from um kick kick ass right yeah i uh, just want to say that the chloe her name is like chloe uh oh, grace mortez i think yeah. yeah her issue is a little bit different than the than the ones we we're talking about her issue is a uh, childhood stardom, which is a whole nother box. Of, she was young when she started, which is a whole nother can of worms that doesn't just affect young ladies, but also also young boys as well. Yeah. And it's really hard to make that transition from being a, a preteen or pre adolescence through adolescence and into adulthood and keep your career when you're in show business. It's just, it's real hard. Um, Ask like uh, Jody Sweeten, who was on Full House, who basically after like Full House is over had a whole drug problem and a half. You know what I mean? Ask like Gary Coleman. Like, there's ask Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> you know that transition in the spotlight is real hard. So I wouldn't even throw her in the whole like sexism mix. It's not even. It's it's just a different. It's a different situation for kids. You know. It, It's a
3: whole, like, like the little girl from the exorcist. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So, so I think we can all agree that, that, um, the feminism, uh, stands for, uh, equality, right?
2: Um, this base core. Yes. yeah,
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So about the feminazi thing, personally, I feel that feminazi, the term, uh, is really a response to feminism. Uh, the same way that Blue Lives Matter and All Lives Matter is a response to Black Lives Matter, um, and you know that you could you could go on. The flu kills more people, anyways, which um, is it, also a response. Uh, but I can, I I I imagine that maybe some of you guys don't agree with that.
2: Uh, well, they're, they're, okay, Whenever you, I mean,
3: I, me, I mean, me and JD have talked
0: about like real life examples of like extreme. F- like toxic feminists Which I would label As feminazis You know like that Like you're that woman like, Of everything Yeah Yeah, yeah like, like that Like that girl I was showing you Who was just like Guys if you're Falsely accused of rape Just take it Because women have been Oppressed for years It's your turn Okay, you well, know, like,
1: like I saw that, and I honestly thought that was a joke. I'm like, that's got to be some sort of satirical thing that someone put up. That can't be someone's true feelings, because that's an, that's nuts. That's or someone that's, that's trying. Uh, to get... You know, you know, feel how sometimes you're hyperbolic. You know what I mean? That's got to be hyperbole, bro. Guy, I, I mean, looked at I'm, that, I was that like, can't be real. Working <laughs> in
0: Berkeley, I've been around people who who feel that way and talk that way and believe that way, and they all
2: don't seem that funny. So
0: they can't all be
3: hyperbumped and uh,
2: and then to be fair, there are extremists of every fucking belief, dude. Like you know, just like there is ISIS, there's also, you know, there are Muslims who believe in, in yeah, yeah. There's 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 every left good
0: and bad people on the right. There's good and bad Christians, good and bad atheists. Like it's. You can't lump people in a box and be like, well, everybody in this box is good. Yeah. That's, not well, no, that's definitely not what
1: I'm doing. I'm just saying like that was so outlandish. I was like, are you serious? Like, no.
2: Yeah, for sure. But to, to say that there aren't toxic feminists, this is ridiculous because there is. No, and just it, like there's there toxic, toxic. Everyone. Have there's you toxic guys,
3: everyone. Have you guys ever been in a group of guys and, <laughs> and, and,
1: and somebody – Oh, that's right. We're supposed to be talking about men here. <laughs>
3: And somebody yep. and and you just have a long conversation about feminism without talking about feminazis.
2: Uh, if uh, if you are talking about it, like uh, like the actual like I don't. It depends who you're talking to. <laughs> How's it happen? Yeah. Have
3: you guys been in a group of guys where the topic of feminism comes up and it's just guys and you actually talk about it? And femin, feminazis or even a description of feminazi, feminazis doesn't come up.
0: Um, I'll, I'll be honest, the only time I'm ever talking about feminism with my guy friends is if there's a case of a woman acting like a feminazi and we're like, oh, my God, can you believe this fucking bitch right now?
2: All right. What about but JD? Or-, or? Yeah, no, I don't think I think I really like talk about that um, with friends. I, I mean, I, I don't think it really comes up as a topic
1: to talk about you know
3: now okay so if and now if, go ahead uh, Joaquin. uh
1: for me like i'm thinking about like the different friends friend groups that i've had over the years i will say uh, my rap group we never touched on sexism really um uh, my games group we don't really touch on it but um we, we may discuss things like gender roles and society and all that kind of stuff, but that's a different conversation slightly. That's a broader conversation, but broader. <laughs> I made a fun broad women. Sorry. <laughs> listening. That's um, a good one. That's a good anyway, one. <laughs> Um But, but when I'm talking about it with like, uh, like uh, this group or, or like this group basically any up. group with Phil in it, um, it, I I've never not heard the term feminazi brought up as Phil pointed out. The only time he talks about feminism is it is when he comes across, like someone saying that men should just not argue with rape charges. Like, <laughs> So, okay. So one of us, please, can I say,
2: can I say something real quick though? Yeah. yeah. And, and just, mm, yeah. just just to add context, like I, and, you know, I, I can see like what Phil said, it, it only comes up when someone shows like a, like, like, like what he said, uh, an example because I've like Phil for the listeners, he treats everybody the same. Like you know, that's why it doesn't come up, I guess. And I I have the same thing; it doesn't come up. I don't. I I, I mean, you guys know me. I'm not. I'm not sexist, right? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I mean, so I'm you
0: know, so, you know,
3: just. I'm just saying it's not something that comes up. You know. So one of one of us believes that that women are not oppressed. The other three of us believe that w- w- there's at least some degree of oppression but we talk about other types of oppression we talk about racism when when we're just hanging out with uh, friends we've talked about uh uh classism even though we may not call it classism we've talked about how if you earn less money I mean, I'm not oppression
0: doesn't exist like i definitely feel like there are circumstances where women aren't given the same opportunities as males and they're sometimes held to a different standard I think it's kind of BS that girls' clothes don't have pockets and that their stuff at Target costs more than mine because theirs is pink. I think that's kind of BS.
2: Or that their fucking tampons are hell expensive. Yeah. When it's, when it's
3: something that naturally just happens to them. I think just with beauty products, uh, a woman spends uh, somewhere in the thousands uh, uh, a year just on, on our feminine products. Uh, which is basically a, a female tax uh, that we don't have to deal with.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I think feminine products is a better example of there being an unfair seesaw situation. Because when you like beauty products, I'm like, well, makeup is a choice. You know what I mean? Like, lipstick is a choice. Granted, it's something enforced by culture and society, and it's yeah. pressure put on them to wear it. That's not a subject I want to touch with a 10-foot pole. But feminine Ooh. products is not a choice like your biological needs are not a choice and i definitely think they're hamstringing these women for stuff that they need you know so so the point i was but trying I
3: to make with um with the fact that we don't I agree re- with you with the fact that we don't talk can, can about I say, it. Say yeah, about? yeah, go ahead. just, just sorry i mean
2: uh, i agree to a certain extent with uh with um with what you just said joaquin about the the, the beauty products but also if they like, if you go like as a woman, and hopefully someone reaches out to us about this, if you go to a job interview without makeup and with makeup it's a big fucking difference. Yeah, you're not getting the job, <laughs> regardless of who the fuck's interviewing
1: you. Yeah, know. like I said, societal and cultural pressures push women to do it, but they don't really need it for their body. No, you know what I'm saying? Like they don't need it for hygiene. They just they need it socially to progress, but they don't really need it biologically. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, which I like see. there's a difference between. I I want to drink the soda versus I need to drink the water to a degree.
3: Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. So, okay. So um, I read this book in preparation for this episode. The book is called The Will to Change, Man, Masculinity, and Love. The (laughs) author is Bell Hooks. Um, Joaquin, are you familiar with Bell Hooks?
1: I'm not familiar okay. with bell hooks. Educate us, please. Okay.
3: Well, sorry. I, I, I think I just did something racist because she's a black woman. and I just reached out to you anyway. Sorry. Fucking uh, guy. Yeah, I did. I, I caught myself after it. Okay. Uh, I don't think you reached out
0: to him because he's black. black. I think you reached out to him because he's the most intelligent no. person in the group. No, I reached out yeah. to him. I'm
2: most likely
1: to have read a book. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, hey, well, you all very bright in this group. That's why I love you guys.
2: Uh, okay. Let's be honest. I'm comedic <laughs> relief. So, <laughs> <laughs> Uh hey, which takes card. smarts jd <laughs> was a wild card. gaspar is like i don't know what gas whatever the fuck gaspar <laughs> is and you're the deep uh philosophical one
3: yeah okay Sorry. so so there there were some uh bill hooks talks about some ideas that are inconsistent with uh some ideas in mainstream feminism that that she feels are inconsistent with what feminism should be one of them is that um the mainstream feminism, the fe- type of feminism that gets the most attention is the one that says that men are the problem. Now she, in her, she says that, that that's not the case, that, that you can't just blame men, right? Uh, it's, it's, uh, you basically you turn men into one dimensional caricature. Um, she, exactly. yeah, finally was free on something. Right. Um, she says that women, uh, Uphold patriarchy. Uh, mothers raise patriarchal uh, kids. If if you have a family without without a father, the you don't you don't uh, automatically have uh, boys that are uh, growing up as feminists, right? Uh, they're they're going to be just as patriarchal as any other boy, and sometimes even more. Um, the other thing is that. The- we talk. Uh, does somebody have a thought? No. Okay. Go ahead. Um, when when we talk about uh, the progress of women, we tend to think about, uh, for example, let's pay women more, let's put them in positions of power, um, and that's not necessarily true feminism. What that really is, that's patriarchy, right? Patriarchy is. Um, power uh, and and to control things. And so all we're really doing is trying to put women, give women the same benefits that patriarchal men get. Um, Yeah, I I don't want to, I spent too much time on that, but uh, does anybody have any thoughts
1: on those things? Oh my goodness. I, I, uh, okay, I'm a friend of mine Observe this about um, African Americans in uh, the hood for some reason I lack a sophisticated way to say it. Current generation, we have a lot of uh, kids that are being raised in single parent households, in particular being raised by mom because dad is like dead in jail, disinterested, Um, and I'm not saying every single, you know, hood is like this, every single family is like this, but there's a lot, um, for a bunch of socioeconomic history things that I won't get into now because we're going to have a very high profile guest from the, the eighties crack era epidemic that spawned a lot of these issues. Um, but essentially in that culture, uh, my friend pointed out, it is a, um, very matriarchal uh, sort of society because it's like when you take out the father you know if dad is in jail or, or disinterested because he didn't have a father around or whatever then mom is head of household mom is the leader mom is showing the young, young men and young women how to proceed and so, in that particular subculture and subset, we do have an example in in this country um, of what a matriarchal kind of world could look like. Granted, it's a disadvantaged one, um, and there are a lot of forces against it. So, it's not like a healthy example of a matriarchy, but it's 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 a matriarchy. Take that how you will, listeners and fellow castmates.
3: Um. Okay. So moving on to toxic masculinity. So uh I'm going to use a toxic masculinity and patriarchy interchangeably interchangeably. Um any uh do you guys want to who wants to define toxic masculinity? Go ahead, Gaspar. Okay. Uh <laughs> um, what you doing? What, okay. So one of the things is we need to dominate right uh it is socially acceptable for men to dominate we we um we look at people in positive lights for example uh i don't know uh coaches uh ceos or just uh kings kings yeah people who are in power people who who control other people um another uh another thing is we repress our emotions uh, it is it is if you go to your friends and you're like hey you know this happened to me earlier uh this the, my coworker said this and it really hurt my feelings uh any of you guys ever done that? You fucking you fucking Fuck cozy you. yeah yeah, yeah.
0: oh we bottled that shit up Keep it inside, and then we lash out at those we care about at an opportune time.
2: Okay. Yeah, that's that's yeah. yeah. Which is stuff. Which is stuff that our generation. I mean, for the a lot of us, our generation, our our parents, our dads, our uncles, kind of push down
3: our throats. Well, it's probably been there for a long time. Uh, if anything, the the it's the Zoomers that are that are that that seem to have made some progress. Uh but but the, 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 the um the millennials I think it's all it's all part of us. Right.
1: Um what I will say I was never taught not to show emotion, but I definitely learned uh from watching my step grandfather um grandpa do because he was very like you know, and I think mostly it was because he he had worked such long days as a foreman out in the hot sun, he didn't really feel like laughing or talking much he's just tired when he got home but uh just to give you an idea of how solid he was um i had been living with this man most of my life and it wasn't until my grandmother his wife passed um that i saw him cry for the first time ever and i wanted to weep and i was about to weep and i saw him looking up at the moon and he said i miss her so much, and then he started to cry, and then I was like, "Well, if, if he's crying, somebody has to be the rock here. Someone has to lean on someone else." I'm not gonna. I was 12 at the time, so it's like I'm, I'm, I, I. Right then and there is when I learned to to bottle it up, and and my my thinking was, I have to be strong uh, for this person around me who's always been strong, um, and I think then that's probably when I learned to keep my tears to myself. So there's a perfect example. Can, and,
2: can I say, can I say
1: that's a, that that, that's what I, is masculinity
2: is, you know, you being there for someone and, and taking it in a way, repressing your emotions at that moment to comfort someone else. That, that is a, yeah, I
1: gave him a giant hug too. Yeah. You know, what else could is, I do?
2: That is a great example of masculinity and, um, the bad thing is, I was like, uh, I'm gonna keep. And I can I share a little story with you guys. Uh, yeah. About my own dad. So as of, as of I've shared before on the podcast, that you know, uh, on, <clears throat> earlier in the year last year, I lost an uncle who I was close to. And um, uh, the day of, the day sorry, his burial, um, we were all sitting around the kitchen table, and and my dad is one of those that. He's not. He he's he for the most part, a lot of the stuff in. Whenever, it's a kind of you know. I guess whenever it's not the appropriate time for uh, this thing is make jokes and kind of you know lie like up that I... because he doesn't want to get. Was that? Is it? Oh, like that thing that I do. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so uh, the day of my uncle's burial, um, we were all sitting around the kitchen table before we left. You know, because we all met up in one place, and and we, you know, uh, I remember my dad sharing a story of the day my uncle retired. So my uncle would stay with us Monday through Thursday for the work week because he lived so far away that he was just living with us during the week because he had to work for a for two years. He had to work near Richmond area. So, anyways. The day finally retired. He had a big party back in his place and my dad came over and I remember my dad shared the story of my uncle saying, Hey man, he he gave him a stack of cash and he said, This is for never charging me rent all those years. I stayed with you and like I'm retired now, blah blah blah. But my dad said, nah, nah, like, you know, they had a moment that day and he he was you sharing the story, I saw his eyes get real watery. And then he, he just gets up and then leaves and he goes to the backyard and he starts sweeping like a clean backyard it's like that's an example of like uh what we're taught as guys to like repress emotions and it's you're 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 seen as weak when you're expressing that kind of emotion which that is an effect of toxic masculinity
3: yeah yeah that's uh, that's what i was going to say exactly is it? why do we look at not crying as strength why wasn't it socially acceptable for Joaquin to cry with his family member. Why why, why did it seem like a burden, you know? Um, yeah. So, oh, there was one more thing I wanted to... Uh, uh, I don't remember. Oh, right. So, Joaquin said that um, that he wasn't taught... Uh, I forget what it was, that he wasn't taught. I believe he meant that he wasn't taught at home. But, you know, our, our parents, our grandparents, whatever, they can only do so much. A lot of our socialization happens with our peers. And our peers are going to teach us these same values. Um, So the the next thing is um, love deprivation. We don't really, and we'll get into more detail uh, later in in the podcast, but we don't have very many ways, not only to show love, but to receive love. Um, Another one is the the emotion that is acceptable for men is, is rage or anger. That one we can do it, and it's looked at as powerful. No, I'm a pro at that, right? Oh, I didn't even know. <laughs> I've never seen it, but um, yeah, no, nobody's gonna. I mean, you know, people might get weirded out. They might say some things, but in general, it's okay for men to show to show it. Uh, another thing is, it's acceptable for men to be violent. You know, um, again, it's looked at strength as as strength. In fact, uh, you can look at cinema cinema usually the the male protagonist shows some kind of violence um
1: or i was know. yeah go ahead. i was watching casino royale like because I, a- we to- I knew we were going to do i knew we were going to do toxic masculinity and i was just kind of like um i was like let me go ahead so on my commute to work all week i was watching you know bits and pieces and I actually forgot how good it was I think I think my initial takeaway when I saw it for the first time in 06 was this is not the swab devon bond he's a thug but then looking back I'm like no actually they gave him a lot of different layers but the last scene of the movie when he calls Mr. White. And it's just like, you know, Mr. White comes home to his nice, fancy villa, gets out of the car. It's like, ring, ring, ring. What's going on, Mr. White? We have to talk. But who is this? Bam! Capped right in the knee. Crawls desperately to the steps. And then the music comes in, right? The the horns start going, don't, 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 right? And then it's like, Bond steps in. Camera goes up he hangs up the phone. He's got that like giant. I'm not sure what the, what the gun was with, you know, I don't know. I'm not really good with like naming guns, but you know what I mean? It was like a rifle of some sort and he just looks so, and in my head, I'm like, this looks so badass. He's got the phone in one hand. He's got the rifle in the other. Did he, did he shoot him with the phone? Like did he use both hands to hold the gun, but then have the phone over his shoulder. And he's just like, my name's Bond, James Bond. Cause he was like, who is this earlier? And you're like, you leave that scene going, oh, that's so awesome. But if you really examine it, it's like, I mean, if that happened in real life, you'd hopefully would be like, that is a monster. He just shot that man in the knee, that older man, that 50-year-old dude in the kneecap. That's not cool. <laughs> 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 but in the theater, you're totally into it, right? Yeah. 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 Lawman's whole character arc in that film is he has to learn
0: to uh, abandon emotions and sympathy and caring for other people. 'Cause that's yep. the only way you can be a kick-ass spy. Right. You can't have pesky things like emotions weighing you down. You and you kind of
1: is, you, cool. you kind of have to and I well, I guess it depends on like the the, the the person who sees the movie because yes, the movie does point out in order to do that kind of work, that sort of wet work as as they would call it, you have to be cold you have to be probably have to be a psychopath to really sleep at night when you're putting bullets in the back of people's heads like that you probably had a sandwich with earlier in the day but great
0: about that film is and this is just a
1: testament to like daniel
0: craig and how great he is is uh he's able to convey a lot of emotion in a very like repressed way like that whole scene with him in vesper like holy shit like it's volumes just with without saying a word you know what i mean yeah
1: and and it it sort of reminds me of like why people loved leonard nimoy so much as spock because spock was supposed to be emotionalist but if you really pay attention to the subtleties of the performance there's a lot going on underneath that and i i really do feel like the film is great not because it says violence is a good thing but it actually says look this is what this is what he had to do to get where he is. And it allows the audience to, to kind of determine whether or not that is healthy or good in the long run for the character or like, it doesn't say, it doesn't necessarily say like, this is a good thing. You know what I mean? Like it leaves it up to you to decide whether or not it's a good thing. Yeah. That sets him
0: up for filling that void inside him with things like anonymous sex and drinking and, you know all the shit he does in the rest of the franchise.
2: That, that's another thing that's glorified, and I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, womanizing like that's it ties into what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, uh, that's exactly that's
1: why I works. saw Casino Royale this week because <laughs> it's like <laughs> Bond and womanizing, <laughs> I mean, you, you
2: just you just mentioned Spock, Joaquin, and uh, it reminded me of something that I saw <laughs> this week is like. Someone, someone did this thing. What if Mike? You know how Michael Myers wears a Captain Kirk mask. What if he wore a Spock mask instead of a? Anyways, I just thought that was funny. You brought that up. I saved it as a picture. Sorry to go on so, topic.
3: So, uh, it's socially acceptable to 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 be physically violent. It's also socially acceptable for us to to be sexually violent, uh, emotionally violent, uh, often against our partners. Um, uh,
2: uh, sexually violent.
3: Yeah, so I, I don't mean like straight up rape, but like how, yeah, how often like, do you see it? Way how, off course. How often do you see in a movie where like the woman is a little bit unsure or whatever, and the guy just like grabs her by the arm or like, you know, he just grabs her by the face. Forcefully kissing. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: okay. And that happens a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, you, he, you know. You you know what? I, I will I will say this like um it I was raised to be and and just this word is probably gonna spark uh controversy. I'm I'm from the South and I was raised to be a southern gentleman. You know, you open the door for the lady, you know, whether you're dating a lady or not, that's just kind of like what you do to show respect, right? Um and You know, not because I think any less of them, but just because I was taught, you know, this is just a nice thing for you to do. And I understand how, like, that can be perceived in a modern context as me looking down on a woman or feeling they're less. Like, why do I need to open the door for you? But let's be real. Somebody opens the door for you. You're not going to get mad. You're going to be like, oh, yeah, it was a nice thing. You know, who cares about, like, you know, what I my point is, like, when it comes down to being intimate with someone. You know what I mean? Like that first kiss. How many of us can honestly say that we asked the woman for uh, permission before we kissed? We looked at like body language. You know what I mean? We were looking for the vibe to see if they were feeling us the same as we do. And not everybody is good at and I'm not saying that there aren't jerks out there who are just going to like try to force themselves onto a woman because obviously there are. But for like, there's probably a lot of well-intentioned guys out there too, who just don't know how to read signals. I'm bad yeah. at it. And yeah. I'm actually That's so cool. bad at it that sometimes I'll just ask them and like, yo, you want to make out? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of guys that think that every girl wants to yeah. It's
2: like, yeah, she does. Like, but just go for it. Like Donald Trump, I just grab him by the pussy, you know? Yeah.
0: We, we also we, can we also just discuss that, like, every, not every woman has the same desires. I mean, some women like being dominated. Some women like when the man is a little more aggressive to him, like everybody is into different things and everybody responds differently. I mean, that's very true. And that's, song Sweet yeah. Dreams, which
1: is all about that. So, yeah. I mean, some women like being tied up. It's a thing. Um, yeah
2: that's yeah yeah. or fucking the whole thing which is very popular now that people talk about it but the whole being choke thing like that that fucking thing when a girl i don't know if you guys have a a girl asking to be choked that can be kind of uh alarming because like uh
1: (laughs) right and uh, and and and, you know david carradine uh died that way he was Choking himself while choking, he was choking his neck while choking his chicken because they say that when you deprive your 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 brain of the blood flow, the pleasurable experience is like intensified. But I'm like, if y'all you, can play you, Russian like, roulette with your happy place all you want, that's not for me. Yeah. yeah,
0: I mean that's the thing is some some women want to be dominated.
1: Some women, you
0: know, yeah. want to be objectified. You know, I mean the, the fucking Fifty Shades of Grey series is all about a woman who doesn't know that she wants to be dominated and is totally into being dominated. And, and
2: it and it goes both ways there's dudes that like to be dominated like to be humiliated look at that fucking place in san francisco that brick castle it's all for that you know like it, it goes both ways i i i think i know the like the a perfect example um like what was that movie um in the mummy when brendan Fraser? has a girl step in for a secret and he fucking like forcefully kisses her. Like, you know, that, that kind of shit, um,
3: is a, is a, a, yeah, that that was was sexual violence. Yeah. Uh, the mummy.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, that's an example of what you're talking about.
3: Um, okay. So all of these traits that we just went through, right. Um, uh, the need to dominate repressing emotions, love deprivation, uh, uh, using rage and anger, using violence. Um, these are traits that um, pretty much a- apply across the board, right? We don't have to just talk about one group of guys. Uh, we can talk about jocks. We can talk about the corporate world. We can talk about show business, the media, movies, video games, TV shows, news coverage, yeah. gossip shows, reality TV, uh,
1: and nerds. Uh, these things apply, Um Professional wrestling, the kind of hazing that they do in pro wrestling or fraternities for crying out loud. I've heard stories of like wrestlers taking dumps in other wrestlers' bags because they were the new guy and it's not, it's it's not what a- you do. sororities have like initiations
0: too and stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: And, and there's yeah. stuff like usually more slutty that whereas guys is more like cruel. Like with sororities it's usually like oh i dare you to suck 20 dicks tonight you know whereas with guys it's like oh i dare you to beat up 20 nerds you know like it's a little different but it's still like the same principle it's still like hazing it's still like you know deprivation and stuff
3: yeah um so yeah so we have to think of toxic masculinity or patriarchy as a systemic issue right it happens everywhere it happens to everyone obviously women are also taking part taking part in it and when you look at it, uh, it's pretty identical, even if, let's say, for example, the rituals for a sorority and, uh, and what, what's the guy version? Fraternity. A fraternity. A fraternity. Even if, if, if the, the rituals are different, um, there still is kind of a sense of uh, power, domination, whatever. Uh, um, so we, as men get mad, right? We're like, well, I didn't do it. This is something that other men ruined. Um but when you think of it as systemic, well, it's like, okay, we are, we are all part of the same system. And so we are all going to kind of uh, get the same flack, if, if you will. Um, yeah, okay. So moving on, what are – let's explore the harms, the harms of – Wait, wait, wait. Oh, go you, 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 no, I
2: go what – what were you – it sounded like you were going to make another point with what you're saying. Then you just moving on like, well, hold on. We're not, are, are you not done with this? Right. That you, you, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, then it's, it's systemic. That it's systemic. Okay. So, so for example, and we're, it's, it's one of those systemic things that we benefit from, from being guys Yeah. that we, a lot of us don't acknowledge, right? right. That's kind of what you were getting at. Yeah. 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 Uh, that, yeah. No, yeah, for sure. Cause like I said, when <laughs> we were talking about this thing earlier, we don't. I mean, with I can't think of a group of guys that talk about, and that's because it it doesn't affect what they go through. Doesn't affect us, right? Right. So we don't ever discuss it. You know, like we can be I oblivious.
3: Mean, we can live our
2: lives oblivious. Super to oblivious, and that's that's why I strongly believe the that's the the importance of having women friends as a guy. Right. Not not just not. And then the, I want to be clear. Not just because you want to fuck, you know, like, oh, I want to, you know, yeah, we're friends. Hopefully one day we fuck. Like, no, like, I
3: mean, genuine friend. And they can't be, they can't be the cool girls. The ones that are, oh, I'm just one of the guys. Like, no, they has to be, it has to be girls that, that are, that that are, that you're okay with them being honest. Cause there's a lot of girls that just want to be part of the guys and they will not call you out. They will not tell you. And and then they won't
2: share. They won't, they won't, they'll tell you what you want to hear in a lot of, in a lot of ways. Yeah. It, 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 I, that's why I believe it's important to to have um, in, like you know to have yeah like uh, the conversations about what it's like to be a guy with with women yeah and and so they can also talk to you what it is to be you know because a lot of the stuff a lot of the stuff that that um <laughs> that I know and that I've heard from them, like, you know, like some of the stuff I've shared is from talking to women about like I, I, um, I, I went and met up with a friend. Uh, I don't know how long ago this was in the city for lunch. You know, someone hadn't seen in years or whatever. And, and um, on my way there, it was like a, it was kind of a walk, to be honest. It was downtown San Francisco near uh, Union, uh, what was that area? Union Square. Um, and, you know, it, it was kind of a walk, man. I get there. You know, I just, I just focused on the walk. Like I didn't, you know, nothing was bothering me. There was a lot of people walking around. She did the same, same distance walking, you know, to to the restaurant. And she, on the way there, it was like a bunch of dudes yelling some horrible shit at her. And like, as a guy, you know, like you, we, we you've mentioned before, we kind of live in our own little bubble and it's a bubble of, of some, you know, our own little, um, uh what's it called uh our own little privilege. Yeah. Whereas if, if you and I are driving down the street and we see a girl and you know whatever, she's hot like oh she's hot. But to her it's like oh shit, two guys and I'm walking in the middle of nowhere. You know? Um I mean can, can I get some I'm, I'm, gonna play, I'm gonna play a little devil's advocate here. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Women,
0: women are always saying they want compliments. I just want compliments. Men never give me compliments.
2: There's but a difference right? between you compliment
0: compliments actually I'm compliments as I drive by. All of a sudden, I'm a fucking monster, right?
2: Yeah, but there's there's a difference between compliments and like straight up privilege. harassment. Like, harassment, I because me I like like I, you know, let me, let me just say this. I have a friend who, who told me, you know, th- you know, this guy came up to her and straight up just said, "I would love to eat you out." Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it's obviously
0: not a- inappropriate, but like, if I'm walking down the street and a woman yelled out her car at me, "Damn boy, you got a nice butt." I'd feel pretty good about myself. I'd be like, "Well, I did take the stairs at work today. All right, look at me," and all of a sudden, my day's a little bit brighter.
1: You well, know. Has,
2: but do you do you hear in the news very often that a woman, you know, fucking a group of women raped a guy? Like, I'm not saying it's not possible. He raped but you rape, you know what I'm saying. It, and how how common it is,
3: you know, and so, it would it would make your day That's the first time. Maybe the second time, maybe the third time, but eventually it's going to get really old. It's going to get, really especially quick.
2: if you hear of like, uh, a, you know, a, a group of women, like, I don't know, they fucking castrated. Let's not even say uh, some some guys, I've heard some guys say, oh, I wouldn't mind being raped. Like, okay, well, what if they castrate or oh, something, you know, like. What if it's horrible. a guy raping you? Yeah. What if it's a, what if a guy did that you? What if a guy said. Then fuck, all of a sudden you might right? Fuck it, fuck reversing <laughs> it. What if a guy yell like, "What's, what's up, little daddy, nice ass?" <laughs> what if you had, all of a sudden, what if hella dudes found you attractive as fuck, uh, Phil? Which I'm sure are else but like they started catcalling you and, like, "Damn, let me, li- I want to lick that head, like you know that bald head. Come here, boy. You know, like <laughs> if, you, if you just heard that on a daily basis, you're gonna start throwing fucking. You're gonna do something. I mean, yeah, you know, I'm gonna start investing in hats. You know, I get it. Exactly. I get it, I get it. <laughs> exactly. And I'm not saying that there aren't those girls that, that do like like that shit. I mean, you know, there is. But it's just, it's just like, whenever whenever <laughs> there is that, there's also the fucking dudes that go too far. And that's the part we can control as guys. Because like, I'm gonna be honest, man. Like, you, you you know, sometimes when you're hanging out with a guy, guys amongst guys, hanging out with a group of guys, we treat ourselves pretty dope. And then once like women come in or the, the party or whatever, and you see how that is it's important to see how dudes treat women. Cause with us, we treat ourselves the same. Like I, I imagine Ted Bundy hanging out with a group of dudes like, Oh yeah, we're all cool. You know, <laughs> like it's the, the night out with the boys, but like, like, you know, Oh my God, this guy was killing women. Like you didn't know, like it's just, it's it's different how the 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 exchange between men and women, mm-hmm. and I think that's that's when you can kind of like, hey, man, man yeah.
0: and maybe, you know, maybe. I'll be honest, I've I've never been good at like reading signs or signals or flirting or talking to people of the opposite sex. Uh, I before I was with Teresa, it oh, was so always awkward because yeah. I would just be like, so you like. Food too you know because it's like i don't know for whatever reason to like a different species
2: but yeah i i see what you're saying but but you like i've uh and i think that's a lot of us but it isn't like i feel it's important to know when to read signals when like someone's uncomfortable you know <laughs> yeah no exactly don't have it all
0: yeah and that's the thing is like you know with, with me like it takes me a while to like warm up to people and get used to them and find yeah. out like what they like, what they don't like, what they're, come, what they're not going. Cause you remember like when we, like a couple years ago, like we would know each other, but we would interact and hang out and talk very differently than we do now. Right. Cause now we know each other better. We didn't and we're even much make more eye contact
2: with each other.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was, it's- just like, it was like a head nod back and forth and that was it. That was the conversation. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, and you know, that's, that's a, uh... I mean, you're to be honest. You're a rare case. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it does. Some people it doesn't take a lot of time. I don't know. They they put on this fake personality at first, but you get, you kind of hold off, and like that with women too, right?
0: Yeah, like well, that's the thing is like. Me with Teresa now, I've known her for so long. We're very comfortable around each other. And for the viewers,
2: um, listeners know, that's your girlfriend. Your, your partner. Yeah,
0: that's my girlfriend. Yeah, yes. you know, we've been, we've been together for like five years. We're yeah. very comfortable with each other. Like, we, How long been, did it
2: take you to get to that place?
0: Um, it, it was very awkward at first. Like, we were friends at first. And I, like, rage quitted my way out of the friend zone. And it was very awkward at first because we were finding out things about each other that we didn't know. And it's like, I've known you for 15 years. Why the fuck am I just finding out about this now? <laughs> it was shit like that. And it, it took a while for us to get to that point where we were like really comfortable in our own skin around each other.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Wh- which, which is good. That's the way to, you know, I feel that's the best way to build a relationship and, and, and not to like force, <laughs> like some dudes like to force their way into a girl's, like, you know, whatever. Uh, I, are you still there, Gaspar? Yeah, 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 like that's a that's a way that's that's when you talk about like ta- toxic masculinity. Um, uh, like the whole player, you know, being a player, uh. I feel like that kind of ties into that. I don't know if you guys agree with that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no,
0: there's definitely a double standard there. You know, if a guy yeah. hooks up lots of lots of chicks, he's a player. Yeah. If yeah. a girl hooks up lots of dudes, she's a slut. You know, it's the whole adage where it's like, um, you know, a key that opens a lot of locks—that's a master key. But a lock that's opened by lots of keys—that's a pretty shitty lock.
3: Well, let's let's get into let's get into how um, the, the harm the ways it harms uh, toxic masculinity right. harms us, right? And we're going to get into a little bit of psychoanalysis. So, what I got from the book is that um, we we basically have mutilated our our em- emotional the emotional part of ourselves, right? We've we've done away with it through through socialization since we were. Pretty little. I I think, you know, you let little boys be themselves. But once they get into, I I don't know, maybe around four or five years old that you start to be like, hey, okay, you got to you got to start being a man. And so right away we start to get rid of that. Um, What happens is that we're incomplete. Right. Um, So. There's the love deprivation. Wait, wait. Say, say
2: that again. Say that again. Sorry.
3: Okay. So, so let's take let's take for example women. Right. The, I think the idea is that women are are very are in touch with their emotions. So in that sense, they are whole. They are complete. Men, on the other hand, are our emotional spectrum is very narrow. Right. Anger. <laughs> sense of humor. Um, and not much more. I think we can do like if we want to do like, um, yeah, right. And so, so what it says is that we're incomplete, basically, because we cannot, uh, we are not in touch with the, the entire emotional spectrum that a woman uh, is. Uh, am I making <laughs> any any remote sense? Yeah, I mean, we're you know, there's the whole thing: men are for Mars,
0: women are for Venus, because yeah. our brains are differently. We look at situations differently. We react differently, like we're just we're wired completely differently. And it's hard to understand one another. If they don't understand us. We don't understand now. Okay.
3: So um, in what ways are we, is it socially acceptable for us to receive love? Um, I think,
0: I think a lot of men use sex as a way to receive love, like that's their way of feeling love. That's their way of feeling emotionally satisfied and emotionally gratified. And that's where you get like players because they're people where, you know, they're really deprived of feeling, you know, that kind of self-worth. And so they're trying to fill that void with this physical act because that's the only way they can feel love. I know a lot of people who have, uh, definitely act that way. We've never talked about it fucking obviously, but you can read between the lines.
2: Yeah. Um, and and, and, I, and can I say something? I think if you are in touch with femininity, if that's the word, um, you, you know, like, like for example, if you if you have a good relationship with a woman, I think maybe it's not as and you and you are in touch with the your the, your you know uh, you have a feminine feminine connection connection to feminist feminism. I don't know, I'm trying to put this together right. It's not as it's not as uh, easy to just go womanizing like that and like lying to women just to get, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys agree with me, but like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, yes, I go guess go. having, having uh, you know, I, good friendships with women and having, mm-hmm. you know, all of my sisters and, and a uh, good relationship with my mom and, and relations with my aunts. And it just, it's, I I don't know. It just, uh, yeah. I think I've shared, I don't know if I share this, once but it's like whenever i have a friend and and he's whatever which has happened before with some friends like he's cheating on his wife or he's cheating on his girlfriend it's hard for me to look at the dude the same because like if you're willing to do that to your partner who you claim to love more than anyone in the world and you care about what the fuck will you do to me you know yeah that's yeah like i i'm way i don't know that,
3: that is a trait of the toxic masculinity or it, it's, yeah. So according to the book, uh, anger comes from the fact that we're lying to ourselves, um, that we know, okay, so let's take sex, for example. We are deprived of love. We think that we sex is one of the few ways we can receive it. And so we look for it. But um, that is only one aspect of love right and so naturally it's not going to be fulfilling and so uh subconsciously according to the book subconsciously we know that all of the things that patriarchy promised us are not true right i guess as life goes on we realize more and more that hey if i win at whatever it's not as satisfying as i thought it was going to be if I get laid a bunch of times, you know, in a short amount of time, it's not as fulfilling as I thought it was going to be. And so, what it says is that a lot of that anger comes from knowing that these benefits aren't real. Well, we can't share that, right? Other outside of this podcast, we can't go to our, to, our, to the guys and be like, "Hey, you know what? Like these three, I had a, I had a threesome. It wasn't really that great." Like, we can't do that. Uh, we have to hold it in. And so that, that's where the, uh, a lot of the anger comes from. Uh, it, it also says that this breeds addiction, right? Um, that void, we end up filling that void with, with drugs uh, or, or I don't know, whatever. I think for my case, it's probably video games. Um, yeah. If, if, you, if anybody has a thought, uh, just feel free to say it. Are you guys, um, let's see. Oh, so there's these communities, right? Um, the insult community, the men go in their own way community, the red pill community, the pickup artist community. Um, and, and they're kind of related to, 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 to this sort of thing where they know that there's something wrong. But I think the problem with these societies, with these communities is that uh, they, they don't necessarily know what the solution is or what the cause of the problem is um, anyways let's see uh, what else did I wait wait go back to the you
2: you, you asked us something right so what um, how, how is it
3: in what way is it socially acceptable for us to receive love
2: uh, man um,
0: I mean I, I hug you guys when I see you guys like I I do not
3: under my breath just to be safe, but I do always hug you guys when I see you. That's actually uh, I'm glad you said that because uh, for me personally, I have a really hard time with uh, contact. Like, I'm I don't know if I, I I look uncomfortable, but it's really hard for me to initiate contact. Um, i yeah, yeah. can I can I say yeah.
2: something real quick? I love you guys <laughs> like. <laughs> Who, who, you guys are all on, right? Yeah, you, uh, love Yeah, you love you too, Joaquin, I don't, I don't, Okay, yeah, I love you guys, and like, I hate. I've always, you know me, guess where you know me. I've always been this way. I've always been, and I think part of it, to be honest, part of it was because I knew, be certain people uncomfortable, <laughs> and then they, you know I was called fat. I love you too. It not like, and then I was always baffled by it. We're not gonna be here forever. We're gonna be here, We're gonna be here. You know but socially i only like socially it's only acceptable for like to, like uh,
1: so, hmm well.
0: You're, you're breaking up, JD. I not
3: uh, Are you guys able to hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. This uh, is JD. Up, like I had a hard yeah.
1: time hearing uh, JD. I mean, I did too.
2: Oh, I, I think I just. Said yeah, that, yeah, I, yeah. I, For, I think. Yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. You I, I think. I think the only. Love after something tragic has happened. Yeah. Like, you know, a loss of a loved one, like a you know, like then someone comes and comforts you. I think that's the only time it's any kind of tragedy, you know. Okay. I, I thought my brother's situation at where he lost his leg. Yeah. And they my I, my, my dad had a moment where, you know, they hugged and, and they, you know okay, and they cried. And like I they're both like really whatever really stubborn dudes and that was like you know acceptable he almost died he lost his leg fuck it give him a hug and tell him you love him other than that it's like nope <laughs> nope and uh i think the tragedy is like one of those moments when it's okay So like according in society
1: yeah Ooh, let you you know you um you mentioned you know I'm glad that the subject of hugging came up and reflecting on an earlier subject that we had in regard to double standards because we I don't think we've said the word double standards at all or maybe we have but as you guys know I've been working with youth for a very long time I've worked with kindergarten on up to high school right um and Phil and I had a conversation with a mutual friend of ours um, relating an experience that she had, which I will reflect later after I give you my own. So the official rules for the YMCA are that you give these, like if, if a student, like let's say you're working with a first grader, <laughs> and they're like, you're the best teacher ever, and they want to give you a hug. You are allowed to give like a a standard one-arm hug. It's very strategic in like how the hug is placed, etc., etc. That's the official rule. The unofficial cultural rule, though, is that if you're male, you don't give hugs. That's reserved for females. The idea is if you're a male, because men supposedly, as we pointed out in regards to like men giving affection, men. Are not naturally affectionate. So if you're hugging a child, you must be some crazy, deranged perv, right? Now, I'm, I would definitely consider myself a fairly sensitive guy. Um, and even though I don't always initiate hugs, I'm, I'm not prone to turn them down. Um, you know, and, but I have to be mindful, right? Where I work who I am, right? And how society views me. And I'll give you a story. I was working with third graders one year. And there is a um, particular third grader who, you know, it's, it's funny how like kids, some, some kids will bond with you after you're really strict with them in a scenario, but then you explain to them, all right, this is why I wrote you the referral because of X, Y, and Z, and why I'm going to talk to your parents. And you follow through. And but you all know, you know, I also told the student, I said, you know, I hold you to a high standard because I know you can do it, and I expect more from you. If you think I'm tougher on you than everyone else it's because I know you're capable. You know. Um, and after that, me and the student were, you, you know, it's like there was there was an obvious bond there. You know, and one time. And I I don't even remember what what exactly the situation was, but we were out on the out on the yard, and the kid was first in line, and and you know I I lead the kids in line, and she just randomly gave me a hug just out of nowhere, you know what I mean out of nowhere just and I was just like no 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 no, no. you and I had to talk to her I said you you can't give Mister L a hug, you can give me a high five you can't. You know what I mean? And I had to explain to the kid, like, it's just it just isn't it just isn't done. And then I thought that we had nipped that in the bud, as it were. And this particular group of third graders, I, I think I was like their, their third group leader. Like th- there had been like previous firings or people left or whatever. And so I guess she was feeling a little insecure. And she said, you know, I think you're you're a great teacher. And I don't want you to leave like the other teachers. And then she looked to her left, she looked to her right, and she gave me this giant hug after um, she said it. And it caught me off guard. And I just kind of, what could I do? You know what I mean? It was the sweetest thing anyone had ever said to me. And I, I, I you know, I, I just I, I shrugged my shoulders. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just one of those things. But and then after about two seconds, I said, okay, okay, look, I nothing's gonna happen to me. I'll be fine. I'll still be here. I said, thank you. That was really sweet. But in my head, I'm I'm panicking. I'm like, okay, look a hug hit me out of nowhere. it was it was three fifty. I'm sitting here practicing the speech, the imaginary speech I'm gonna have to give before the board before they can me like where what did the child initiate the hug at two fifteen? what's going on here? <laughs> Hello yeah
3: yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah okay, so um so you know with, with all these deprivations that we have uh, it's the, the, uh, it suggested that this is where things like uh, uh, substance abuse comes from, uh, war, uh, being a workaholic. It's so, that, now, that's something that's very common, uh, at least in our culture. Um, that's also a side effect of being in a bad relationship. You just want to be at work. All the time. Well, if, you, <laughs> if you're in
2: a bad relationship,
3: you're probably not getting any love, right?
2: Yeah,
3: yeah, right. yeah.
2: You're not allowing yourself. Uh, a lot of the things too is guys don't allow um, your whether it's your partner or whoever to know what's you're not you don't want to be vulnerable that's 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 in, it's a sign of weakness to uh, to be vulnerable to a lot of men so you don't let people know what's going
3: on. We just had an actor at the peak, peak of his career die and nobody knew that he was sick right yeah And people are saying, wow, how strong that he was able to make all these movies even though he had cancer. All right. Uh, you guys don't know what I, about. I,
2: I, talking about. Well, I think they're more talking about the physical part of it, not necessarily I, – I don't know. Because, you know, I mean, being in, in chemo and all that, it weakens you, and he looked like he was in the best shape of his life ever.
1: Yeah. Except – I did notice six months he's before he passed, I did notice like six months before he passed, he was looking kind of emaciated, like thinner yeah. than I had ever seen. And I yeah. know sometimes actors lose and gain weight for parts. So I was like, maybe he's got something coming up, but some people saw that and were concerned like, yo, is Chad all right? Is he good? And it, it speaks to a lot to be terminally ill and to feel like you I mean, it's none of our business that he is, but the fact that he kept it to himself and kept pushing forward uh could be interpreted as, you know, this is a marker of our society where this man couldn't say, hey, I'm I'm battling something. Yeah. I'm struggling right I'm now. I'm wounded. You know, and, and a lot of people I've I've heard people say, well if Chadwick Bozeman can make this many movies in the span of all that time where he was battling sickness, and none of you have excuses, which is a different kind of problem there because I'm just like, look, it depends on the person. Some people are physically stronger than others – some people can take chemo treatment and push themselves to that limit, but not everyone can. And let's not forget that Chadwick died at 43. Just imagine what it would have been like had he taken a break from acting and gotten through the treatment. He probably would still be alive. I'm not saying that his performance has killed him. Listeners, please don't think I'm, I'm blaming his death on his actions. But I am suggesting that there's nothing wrong with taking time out to care for yourself is all I'm saying and that everyone's different. Maybe, maybe Chad felt fine when he was doing his thing, but not everyone feels fine. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. And also I want to say this because I I see that you,
1: you, uh, you know,
2: you use this as an example, but to be honest, this would have been as extraordinary. Not, not that his death was extraordinary, but you know what he went through would have been, that's a rare case for anyone, regardless of race or, you know, sex. If a woman, a woman actress, same thing happened. They would just be just a shocking. You know, I don't think that you can tie that into, I think that's
1: just a rare case in itself, you know? But, but I, I do get Gasper's overall point, which is, you know, if we can, as men, we're expected to suck it up, deny, uh, yeah we're expected to suck it up we're denying the pain we're denying the hardship and we just push forward is that good for us probably not probably not you know
3: um so okay so so we're we're deprived of all of uh, all these- do you do you, can i say yeah, yeah. can i
2: say sorry do, do, do you think that maybe that comes from like a primitive thing you well, need, we'll we'll get to a little need-
3: bit, uh, of of uh, okay. I, I, yeah i can get to anyway so okay so we're angry. We're we're emotionally deprived. We're deprived of love. We're angry because of that. Um, unfortunately, we direct that anger not to the issue, right? Instead, we direct it to women, um, and the women that we direct it to is the women that we end up dating. Um, so, so what it says? Okay, we our mothers abuse, uh, our parents abuse us, right? Even if they're good people, even even if they don't want to, it's inevitable that there's going to be some level of abuse. Um, you know, even if one day they have a bad day at work, they come home, you act up a little bit, they're going to hit you, whatever. That's already abuse, and, and we hold to, onto that, right? Uh, also, they uphold, pay, mothers uphold patriarchy. Also, we are angry if our dad beat us and our moms just kind of stood there. So we have all this anger towards our mother and we ended up, we end up taking it out on, on the women that, that we, we date. And we, this is, you know, uh, I think this is also known for that, that we had, that women have the same anger towards men, right? We talk about uh, you hear things about like daddy issues, um, things like that. So uh, I was really surprised to learn, you know, from the book that it pretty much goes both ways. Women are men, are, angry at men because of what their dads did to them men are angry at women because of what their moms did to uh did to them uh, also it isn't just getting hit or watched or letting letting your dad hit you there's also abandonment issues um you know if, if if your mom left at some point you're gonna have abandonment issues um and you'll you'll see it too you'll see it if, if you if you take a you know if you look at uh, other people's relationships sometimes it's hard to look at your own objectively but if you look at other people's relationships, it's much easier to see these sorts of things. Okay. So what the book talked about was that it makes sense that we do need vi- we did need violence when we were living in caves because there were bigger animals than us, right? And so we needed to be able to use violence in a heartbeat. In competition other other people, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, right. So, okay. So, moving on. Unless somebody else has something else to say, let's move on to why do women collude with patriarchy? Right? Because it doesn't. It doesn't make much sense. Like, okay, why? Why do they want to be dominated? Why do they want to be tied up? Why do they want to be submissive? You know, these things. And that, I think that
2: goes into some people just want to be taken care of. They don't want to. They want to be taken. I mean, that does, and that's not just women. That's a lot of other, you know, it's, there's dudes that are like that, too. They just want to be taken care of. I think that's yeah. probably the easiest way to submit. Get to yourself me.
1: a sugar mama.
2: Exactly. There's a lot of that shit right now. And, and you know, it's it's I think that's that's a big part of it dude people just want to be taken care of i mean that that seems like the easiest um i don't want to say the easiest but like um the best idea that i could think of for
3: why that is yeah yeah Yeah, that, that was a perfect answer answer uh i and as i was reading this i even thought like as a kid uh, I wanted to be taken care of my, by my dad and I even though he he it, his behavior was so harmful I never once questioned whether he was okay. He, he, he yeah yeah something.
2: whatever dude just keep buying pop tarts.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like I don't care if you yell at me just make sure that yeah. yeah. Um yeah, perfect answer.
2: And, and to be honest man like I feel like that sometimes at work for example. I mean at work, you know, like that's one example. Sometimes I kind of just let like letting the the reins you know to someone else and and i go on like autopilot and like just you know fucking dominate me you know (laughs) yeah yeah it's 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 but i mean because not
3: everyone's a leader dude you know well okay maybe not everybody not everybody in every situation but i think for the most part there's gonna be some situation that you can take the lead right Um, that's why we're
2: that's why like we are all different and good at different things i agree yeah i agree but there there is a lot of dudes that like you know (laughs) they like dominating not just people things you know like we we used to do these exercises in um when i worked a sales job we we did little uh, t- uh, what were they called team building exercises that corporations do, and and it wasn't it was yeah it was to raffle off s- stuff, but they did that whenever they were looking. I I didn't know this until I actually sat down with one of my managers and asked him why you know what's up with all these stupid games because <laughs> it seems pointless. I was like whenever they're looking to promote someone from within, they want to see who has leadership skills and whatnot. And some people want to be leaders, but not because they care about having this done right it's because they like power and I think that's you know the when it's a because there can, there could be dudes who who have who there's a lot of dudes who just want to dominate oh my gosh
1: i have I got a story for y'all ooh so you you know we had uh tony gore. On our show a while ago He was a member of like My expanded rap camp Onslaught right So What I don't think I said In that interview Because you know Out of respect for Tony Because he has such a love For um, The original three members Of the psychotics Who had joined Onslaught Back in 06 Um, I'll say the story now When Onslaught first formed It was just like nine people And like of the nine people, you had uh, Sean, aka Cannibal, uh, Tony Gore, and one Amon Ra. And um, Sean, you know, and then like you had me, you had um, Isaac and the, uh, S- Ziggy, and then a few other people that I, you know, Tommy, uh, uh, Chris, and then like um, who else? Oh, Chef. Dude named Chef. Anyway, point is, we had this big meeting to decide what we were going to call our group. And after the meeting, Sean pulls me aside and says, You know what? I feel my father's genes taken over. I said, What do you mean? He says, My father always likes to be in charge of things. It's just naturally how he is, and I... I kind of feel that push, like I want to be the big man around here and be in charge. And I said, well, during the meeting, we said that we were going to vote on everything and try to get a close to as close to a consensus on matters regarding the group and how we were going to proceed uh, before we do anything. So it, it really doesn't matter what your genes are telling you <laughs> because we've already decided as a group to do things democratically fast forward a few years he pulls me aside we're having lunch or something burritos i think um and he says to me you know jay i'm really i'm really having a hard time i said what do you mean he says i'm frustrated i said why are you frustrated he says because when i tell my side he's talking about the people in um in in the psychotics at that point they had added like i think like five new members so they had changed their name from the psychotics to Psycho Click, right so uh, he's like when I tell people on my side uh, we're gonna have a photo shoot in two weeks on a Wednesday and I tell them we're all black everyone flakes but when you say to the whole group uh, that you want to do X Y Z everyone flocks to you and they just do it. You know, maybe some people can't make it for some reasons, but most people make it out. Why is that? And I said, you know, the difference between me and you, Sean, is that when you say we're going to do something, you say it authoritarian. You, you say it with authority. You say it as though you, you're, you're their boss. Um, and people, if you're not paying them, naturally buck up against that. Especially if you're not paying them, they're probably not going to follow through with it. When I talk to the group about something, I ask them how they feel. How, what do you think, right? What do you think about this? This is my idea. And people receive that idea as, hey, uh, he's asking for my input. Uh, he also – and I also think that people legitimately understand that I want what is best for the group, especially when I ask them for their opinions. And if everyone says they don't like it, if most people say they don't like the idea, I'll usually drop it. If I feel like it's a really super good idea, I may try to like continue my case. But if they still don't like it, I leave it alone. And with that kind of thing, that's like the difference between being a boss and being like a leader. And I don't even want to be the leader. I just have these good ideas and I'm like, guys, like, or ideas I think are good. Guys, what do you think? And then they just kind of go, yeah, sure. It's great. You know, it's not because I'm trying to like dominate. I just want what I want the group to succeed. You know, sometimes you got to crack the whip though, man. I'm just
3: kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. kidding. So no, that was (laughs) was a great story. And in fact, it's going to lead us into the next section. So, okay. So we have this fantasy of men as a protector and provider, right? Uh, and the, the theory is that if he is wounded, uh, how can he protect me? And that, that, that's kind of what JD said, where it's like, women just want to be taken care of, taken care of. And so I didn't say that. Through. I said people in general, don't okay, tweet sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Fucking, no, I'm just kidding. No, no, that's, <laughs> that's actually a better way to say it. People want to be taken care of. Yeah, and so we, there's a we lot are, of
2: people that want to be
3: just, you know, just ride somebody else's
2: yeah. waves, man, you know? And it's, and it's, uh, It's easy to see why. I don't know. I I guess you know. I I I found a sugar mama. Fuck, trust me, dude. Uh, We'd be spawn. I'd be sponsoring some more shit in the voice (laughs) party. You
3: know. So 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 right. Everybody. Every single all seven billion. uh, Almost all seven billion people in the planet are colluding with patriarchy. Mm -hmm. Um. So uh, and that's because more dudes like I guess more dudes like to, to want to dominate, dude well that's because that's because that's what we've been told that we've been told that we want that we've been told that there's benefits to that we've been told that it's fulfilling we've been told that um that sex a lot of sex is fulfilling and so men want that even even like we know we hear often where men start crying in the middle of sex with a prostitute like you know uh wait on the weekends gasper And, but come on, I'm not the only one that has heard this. Like it happens in movies. You yeah. see it in movies where. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. And, and and so, yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. Right. Corporate employees are making a lot of money, but they're so miserable. Like these are all myths. You know, they're not real. We think that they're real. We've been told that they're real. Movies tell us that they're real. Everything. Every Our friends tell us that it's real. You know, when guys get together, they talk about some girl that either they, they got with or that they're trying to get with. And. So, we, you know, these myths are, 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 are everywhere. Every single thing tells us this is what's true. Um, so I'm going to read a quote from the book. It says, uh, teachers of children see gender equality mostly in terms of ensuring that girls get to have the same privileges as boys within the existing social structure. They do not see it in terms of granting boys the same rights as girls, for instance, the right to choose not to engage in aggressive or violent play, the right to play with dolls, the uh, to play dress up, to wear costumes of either, either gender, the right to choose. Um, so, for example, we, we think of like a, a sugar mama, like all that really is, is patriarchy for
1: women. Matrix. Right? Uh,
3: yeah, well, I, I, I don't know i don't know what matriarchy means so i'm gonna stick to, to the word patriarchy all it really does Ma- is
1: matriarchy is when the the women are in charge yeah. okay like in a matriarchal society right so but the
3: system is the same like right? the iroquois yeah, it's, just, it's just a it just replaces the man with the woman right uh,
2: mm-hmm. like so uh, for example sorry for example um hyenas are matriarchy the way they operate the women's in, the leader and you know lions is patriarchy
3: yeah. yeah so so one of the solutions to this is is, is really in in that story that you, that Joaquin just told where it's like we first we need to get rid of the dominator <clears throat> model. Uh, yeah. it, and it, you know and maybe it won't happen in our lifetimes lifetimes but it's like that was a perfect example it's democratic you know many people need to decide what will happen our, our, our all of our families are have that structure where it's one person at the top uh, often it's a male uh, sometimes a female but it's still the same structure. And it needs to be more democratic when it comes to decision making. So, you know, and this is just starting at the home. Not to mention in the in the business world, the media, whatever. All of that needs to happen. Uh, decisions need to be made by by also women, right? Um, let's see. Okay, uh, another solution is that we have to become whole again, right, men. We have to. Learn, how, get in touch with their emotions, and, and that—that's—that's that's hard for me to 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 visualize. Like i I, you know, we've all been so uh, damaged by our society that I can't. I'm just regurgitating words here. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what that means, but it needs to happen. And, and it, can I say something? Yeah, yeah. About that <clears throat> it, it, it's
2: a lot of guys. I I feel it's important to, okay, yes, get, get in touch with your emotions, but not just like with a specific, like a lot of people, a lot of, especially dudes, I can, I can, you know, they can hear that and they can, they, they might think, Oh, just like find like a little group, you know, or whatever, or like a woman friend that you can cry with or whatever, you know, someone you can, you can uh, release all that with and be vulnerable I think the solution to that is where you can come as guys, as your regular crew uh, and do it with them and normalize it, dude. Normalize it with yeah. amongst each other because then it's, it's, you're going to be living a double life. and Right, which we already are, which already are. right? Um, but like, you know, you're not. that's not healthy. I don't think that's a healthy way. That's going to, a lot of people are probably going to use that as a solution, you know? Um, And never show that to your guy friends, which is not, I don't think that's that's a good idea. Sorry, go ahead. I,
1: I, I would say that, you know, more than anything, displays of like sadness are often grief, specifically grief. Grief is one of those things that like is displayed at funerals and in the privacy of one's home. Like, you wouldn't necessarily see someone by themselves in a Burger King crying hysterically. I mean, you might, which would mean that they're going through an awful lot at the time. But let's not forget that, like, there's nothing wrong with having private pain. Um, right. If you need to share it with your friends, then by all means, of course. But I, I wouldn't, you know, I. I I am definitely capable of real talk. I'm definitely capable of crying. It, it's just I tend to do it. Um, I I tend to do it by myself. You know what I mean? Like un- unless un- unless I'm in what I would consider to be a social acceptable situation to cry in public, like a funeral or a wake, then then I am not ashamed to to shed some tears uh like when my my cousin died uh last year um last July um and uh i cried at home i cried i i i would think i was i was too overwhelmed to cry at the funeral but i definitely shed some tears at home
2: which <laughs> you know? which is yeah i agree with you uh, when when we talk about grief but i also i also uh think like just normalizing Expressing like how much you love someone or, or what they mean to you, um, is 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 just as important as being able to express grief.
1: True, because, well, like I said, I fucking love you guys. You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, some people express love, uh, you know, differently. Like not everybody necessarily says "I love you," but they will they will show it in their actions. Right. Um. Like. For me, like um, I didn't start living with the grandparents I live with now until I was like in eighth grade. And when I grew up with my other grandparents, I was very huggy, very much I love you. And maybe that's just because I was a little kid and little kids are just different. But, you know, when I moved out here, it's like I don't, you know, I don't necessarily tell my grandparents I love them all the time, but I would like to think that I show them. Yeah every day
2: yeah
1: um like when i get up and I, I make breakfast for them and i make sure that my grandmother washes her hands and you know uh i clean uh clean the the rooms the kitchen make sure that their their beds are made up and all that stuff like i would like i would hope that they know um you know what i mean uh, i see what you're saying um, uh, but it should be allowed to express
2: it if you wanted to you know what i'm saying like i uh, and- If you were to express it, I'm not saying, you know, us here because it's different, but as a, as a, as a guy, sometimes if you were to say, if you were to just tell someone, if you wanted to express it for whatever reason, I mean, you can show it. Yeah, but, you know, some, some people might, you know, what's wrong with this guy? You know, Mm -hmm. that's like the common uh, reaction to, to, to that expression of, of, of of that. Um,
1: yeah, I agree with you showing it is way more important than just saying it, but I, I'm, and I'm not saying there's anything, you know, wrong with, I think it just depends on the kind of relationship that you, that you have as far as to whether or not you're comfortable saying it like, you know, um, but there's definitely, um, people that I have in my life that I don't say it to, very often but i definitely do love but on the flip side of that like i'll call my step-grandfather you know the one that raised me and and like uh i tell him i love him all the. i don't we don't get off the phone until we tell each other we love each other um you know what i mean like my goddaughter, um hears it from me all the time you know she'll reach out and we'll talk for a while and like all right well i love you she's like i love you too all right bye and it's um you know so it, it's 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 but it doesn't mean but if i don't say that i if i never have ever said that i if i've never said that i love you it doesn't mean that i don't if that makes any sense yeah, that makes sense yeah i agree
3: the first couple the first mm-hmm. handful of times that i told my daughter i love you it, i was so uncomfortable <laughs> and, and you know her her and alexa's mom are very affectionate and so and she was a baby, so it was just very natural for her to say it. And I was just saying it say it. I mean, of course, I love her, but I just wasn't used to saying it. I was so uncomfortable saying it.
1: Man, I'll never forget. Well, you you remember the first time you told your daughter that you loved her? Yeah. I know you got a story. You got a story, yeah?
3: Uh, no, no, I mean, it was nothing special. I think we were just, we were, she was just sitting on my lap and she said, I love you, Dad. And that was, I, said, I said, I love you back. Uh, I think we were alone.
2: She said so it able- first. She dude. said it first, dude. Nah, she said it damn first. It, man, I'm
1: just kidding. Yeah. Well, I'm kidding. Some of well, I'll, I'll tell you mine. I um um my great grandmother had just passed, actually, like that. I think it was like a week before. And school was starting up, and I had taken my godchild was like five at the time. Um and maybe six. I think we're We're
3: about to cut out, so let's – I think you should be able to finish the story.
1: So I had taken her to this carnival that shows up uh, around Richmond every year back to school to get her, like, a backpack and stuff. And I was dropping her off at her apartment. And um, she was trying to get me to stay, and I said, no, 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 we just had a family loss. I need to go home and be with my folks. I need to go home and be with my grandparents. She wasn't very happy about it, but, you know, eventually after another adult – uh, it was just like, yo, you gotta let him go. He gotta be there with his family. Let him grieve. I was leaving. Uh, I was on my way out. She went to her window, like, and she opened the window a little bit, and she just threw immense tears, said, mm-hmm. "I love you, God, Dad." And I looked up, and I was just so, if 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 anybody ever had a heart that melted, that was me right there. And I said, "I love you too, kiddo. I'll see you soon." Yeah. And I think I teared up a little bit. <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah, so I think I, teared up a little. I think we're we're it's about to cut out in about a minute. So I guess let's just uh, let's end it, uh, uh uh take smoothly. away from this Gaspar since you huh? uh, you took lead in this story. Uh no, I'm not very good at it. So I think usually Phil does the No, I'm talking about no, I'm talking about like the overall like what uh okay yeah so men we need to learn to feel other than anger we need to learn to love other than sex and we need to learn to be loved uh that, that's that's one that's hard for me it's we, like, we need to exp- i think we i mean we all feel i think we need to learn how to
2: fucking properly ex- distribute <laughs> externally the the things that we feel because it yeah yeah it, it's it's unhealthy to Pretend as if we're not affected by things that have have been affecting people for centuries, yeah. Just because we want to impress, you know. um, And I think it's 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 important as dudes to be able to uh, call each other out on this bullshit, you know. That one's really important. That one's really important. Which is the hardest one if you think about it, because I was like. As soon as you do anything against the grain, like, oh, you're just trying to fucking get laid or you're yeah. just trying to whatever, you know? The word right now, the the Zoomers are saying a uh, simp. They'll call you a simp. Simp, which is yeah. a lot of those dudes. But a lot of the people that are using that whole simp shit are people who haven't even had a relationship yet. So it's like, OK, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Wait till you get chewed out in the relationship
1: emotionally. And then, yeah, yeah get yeah. the fuck out of here. I'm 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 gonna say one name that I seconds, think I defines think. healthy masculinity, and that is Mr. Rogers. Yes,
2: oh, absolutely. absolutely, absolutely. If you want, couldn't to
1: talk- end this episode without mentioning Mr. Rogers. Say a quote from Mr. Rogers, will you? Fifteen seconds. Any quote from Mr. It's
2: Rogers? It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Everybody, don't be a jerk. <laughs> That's the main thesis. goodbye, everybody. Hug yourselves. And I love you all, you fucking listeners.
0: <laughs> no homo. <homeowner>. Um... <laughs>